Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 252 of Category 5 Technology TV. Happy birthday, Hal. Happy birthday to you. Woo-wee. Birthday day. It is. Birthday party the here birthday in the studio. Birthday special. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's July 17th, 2012, the day of my birth. And how lucky are you that you are celebrating with us? Unreal. You're invited to the party, people. Welcome. Thanks for coming to my party. <laughs> Drinks and party hats will be handed out after the show. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> On Jot. Yes. On Jot. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's there's always cake. Always cake. Hey, chat room. Nice to see you. Semi Hex. Yazid 1965. Jot. A. Jameson 5579. And GWG. I can see you on my screen. How are you? Okay. Good to see you. Hey, what's going on with you? How you been? Oh, you know, keeping it real. Yeah. Just uh, doing my thing. Almost another year older. Another year bolder. Two more days. I know. And Hillary uh, celebrates the year, the day of her birth. True say. Thursday. So this is literally the party. It is. In fact, when Eric (laughs) was here on his birthday, I said, okay, well, you've got to wear one of these. So I got you a birthday girl. Thank you. uh, Which matches red perfectly, I know. I love it. And I figured, you know, I got to be a good team player too. So, oh, thank you. I got to put this on. That's terrific. There we are. Okay. Love it. All right. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of a race tonight. A race? Well, to see who is going to be the champion of the episode. Oh, my gosh. Now, of of (laughs) course, I had to call fire insurance and just make sure we were covered for this. Okay. Good. I'm a little nervous. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's flames. There's sparks. Mine won't light. I'm winning. Okay. And they're stuck together. Go, 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 go. It burns. I should spell a Can message. Can you spell words? I, I think my pad just lit on fire. I think mine's winning. For the champion of the show. The me, birthday me, person me, extra- me, extraordinaire. It's got to be me. Flames are flying everywhere, <laughs> people. Yeah. I'm a little concerned if uh, something happens. Uh, they say on the package, do not use indoors. <laughs> Woo-wee, victory! Oh. Success. <sighs> yes. Oh. Good try. Unfair. Win some, you lose some. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I'll just throw this in my paper waste bin. <laughs> Maybe I'll just kind of hold on to them for a second. So, hey, Thank Hill. you. That was Congratulations. Fun. You're the champion of the show. Thank so you. So far. So far. Thank you. And as such, I would like to announce <laughs> the events of the show and what will be happening. Da, da, da. Today, we will be learning a little bit about managing our passwords, how to use a software to use them. Um, you have a software to use. I'm keeping it hush-hush what it is. You've got to wait and see. But basically, it's going to help you keep track of your various passwords and keep them encrypted so no creepers can get them. Whoa. Important. Also, today is the day. In honor of Robbie's birth, he is giving a gift. And that gift is the Magic Jack. The Magic yeah. Jack. We are giving away a special, special prize to one lucky viewer who has sent in their postcard, which is going to be awesome. Or phone call. Or phone we call, that's right. qualifiers by right. phone as well. So lots How of How fitting, well. yes, because of the Magic Jack. Via Magic Jack, the we got phone Jack. calls. Yeah, we did. So that's going to be sweet. Stick around for that, because it could be you. And also, in addition to answering all your questions, we will be talking a little something-something about a portable media speaker. Oh. Perfect for this time of year. Barbecue season, patio season. Stick around, because that's going to happen. And do you know what else is going to happen? The news. The news. Coming up in the newsroom, a hack revealed over the weekend allows iPhone and iPad users to make an in-app purchase without paying. Yes, I mean... That's called stealing. Oh. Not good, Jimmy. (laughs) 
Research in Motion just lost a $147 million court case for infringing on patents. Oh, dear. Hmm. That's a kick in the pants, I'd say. Ah, uh, nail in the coffin, more like. <laughs> Thanks to Yahoo, over 400,000 email passwords have been compromised, affecting users of Yahoo, Gmail, AOL, and more. What Mm. a deuce. And lastly, Ouya Open Source Gaming Console is in the works and can be pre-ordered for only $99. So stick around because these stories are coming up later in the show. Thanks, Hill. And you can visit our mobile website, m.cat5.tv, if you've got one of those mobile kind of smartphone kind of devices. Mm-hmm. Or if you're using mm-hmm. a tablet device. Great way to watch the show is m.cat5.tv. Also, don't forget, we love to receive your postcards. You can send those in to us at... Category 5, Technology TV, P.O. Box 29009, Barrie, Ontario, Canada, L4N7W7. Love receiving your postcards from all over the world. Please do send those in. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as Hillary was saying, tonight we are going to be giving away a Magic Jack. Now, we did receive some phone calls, but yes, we have we tons of postcards. Very cool. So, we'll see who comes out on top but uh, lots of postcards that we're going to be drawing from mm-hmm. i'm excited mm-hmm. i love free stuff we love giving stuff to you always it's the least we can do right on my birthday i <laughs> give to you i give to you my babies <laughs> <laughs> stick around we've got to take a really really quick break but we're going to be right back and hillary's got your viewer questions as well you can get those into us in the chat room category five on free node or of course by email live at Category5.tv. I gotta say, those sparklers stink. I know, I keep getting waft of the, whatever, the sulfur or whatever. I don't yeah. Know. Wafting. So while we uh, vacuum out the air, <laughs> we'll give you this and we'll be right back. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com You are watching Category 5 TV, and we're a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And we're also a member of the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Category 5 tonight is brought to you in part by Netflix. You can get your free one-month trial of Netflix service, cat5.tv slash Netflix. Did I mention it is free? Ooh. cat5.tv slash Netflix. Sounds good to me. Well, you got viewer questions like crazy this week. Lots to cover for you. And we love receiving your questions. Live at Category5.tv is the way to get those into us. True say. Let's kick it into gear, people. Let's do it. Robert Grzynski writes to us from Melbourne, Australia. Hi, Robbie. Hello, Robert. In regards to my question about the people counting system from episode 250. Ah, yes. I did not mention that it was a hardware device using the Arduino. Oh. As mentioned, I program in the IP address, gateway, netmask, time server, etc. What I want to do is be able to simulate the customer's network by putting the IP, gateway, netmask, etc. that we get from the customer. I want to be able to do this within our network. Thank you for the info about printers under Linux that he asked last time, that question from last time. Keep up the great work from Robert. I like that he said, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that it was a hardware device. That way I can blame my inability to help you on (laughs) the fact that uh, we were lacking information, Robert. Mm. You've got to give us the whole picture here, man. need the deets. Totally. I was picturing computers, and here he's talking about a piece (laughs) of hardware. So I wasn't sure what to do with that. Hmm. Let's see. Now... I, I believe he sent me a picture personally or after the fact. Mm-hmm. I don't un- unfortunately I don't have that handy, but it looked like right. a, a little box that they were using for this device as okay. a counter. So not knowing the, the ins and outs of that device and not really understanding what it is that you're doing exactly, Robert, I would say um, if you 
I'd love to know a little bit about if you have general networking knowledge because I, I would say that what you want to do could probably be done just by creating the IP addresses of your uh, your customer's network or the the external network that you want to replicate. Um, if the problem is is that by doing that you're then creating another subnet or creating another IP block within your internal network, of course you're going to lose access to it from your other computers. But again, it's a simulation, so that shouldn't be a problem. If you do require access to those, though, you can use a more advanced um, routing system, such as Monowall, for example, um, something that would allow you to have two IP networks um, that, that communicate together, or with some advanced D uh, DNS stuff, you'd be able to pull it off as well. But that gets a little complex. But, uh, I mean, if you have enough of the devices, you should be able to, if I follow you correctly, and I know next week you're going to email us again and say, well, actually, it's not just a hardware device, but this and this and this. But um, but I don't know that I can be of too much help other than maybe helping you with general networking stuff. But I think if, you, if you've if you got uh, an idea of what your, what your network is meant to look like, the IP addresses and everything, you should be able to recreate those. You may have to recreate them in a in a isolated network on its own, say, switch or something like that. Get a little residential switch and hook up the devices to that if you want to go that far and uh, and give it a go. Hope I follow you, Robert. Hope that that helps to some degree. Um, let us know. All right. Beauty. Thank you. Thanks for that. Thanks, thanks for, for your question. Yeah, thanks for the follow-up. Pretty great. And glad that the printer issue uh, or the printer yeah. answer that I gave was helpful for you mm -hmm. as well. You're able to rectify that problem. That is super. All right, got me another question here from Ron Smith. Hey, Ron. Oh, two questions. This is the first one. All right. Tackle one at a time. In episode 251, I asked a question about which Linux version is more laptop friendly. Mm -hmm. So I tried Zoran OS 6.0 Ultimate. Okay. When I tried doing the install, I only got a white screen with a flashing cursor. Oh, no. Oh, in the upper left corner after clicking on install, even after letting it sit for 15 minutes. So I tried Zoran OS 6.0 Core. Ubuntu 12.04 and Linux Mint 13. They all got the same white flashing cursor screen Whoa. thing going on. I'm Serious? assuming it's a video issue. So then I tried Debian 6.0.5, AMD 64i386, uh, and it installed. So here is my question. If all of the above versions of Linux are based on Debian, why did Debian install and the others wouldn't? Mm. I thought they were all the same behind the screens and just looked different. Yeah, kind of, but with Debian, it's it's like you're looking at Zorin Core, right? Think of it as taking it way, way further to the the whole core model. Debian is the base of all things that are based on Debian, obviously. So Ubuntu, Linux Mint, uh, Zorin OS, and just a slew of other distros that are based on Debian. So Debian may install really well. Um, with the exception of some hardware issues, because it's it's very very um, I don't know if lightweight is the term, but it very um, core as far as what everything is. It's it's meant so that you can install it and then you can build upon it with different packages. You you add things to customize it and really build your own OS. And that's why it makes a great base for um, for Ubuntu and for Linux Mint and for Zorin because it uh, it allows them to add packages and basically make it their own. So what happens then is that you've got Ubuntu kind of at the forefront, Canonical's uh, distribution, that takes Debian, adds a whole bunch of stuff to it and makes it better. And uh, better is a relative term, but better as in more streamlined for the desktop with built-in uh, automatic sensing of hardware and things like that that perhaps might not be there for uh, just in Debian, the, the base install. So then you've got Mint and uh, Zorin that are possibly based on some of the things that Ubuntu have done to the, to the operating system. And so then you're going to run into some issues. But the other thing is that Ubuntu, as the example, Zorin, all those are built for end-user desktops. They're built to be more um, graphically pleasing. They've got nice visual effects and, and visual things going on. So in your case, it sounds like what may be happening is that you've got an incompatible video driver or something like that. Maybe the video card in your in your laptop is not being detected correctly or there's something up with that. So during the install process, you could possibly... Um, change your like to a safe video mode or VESA video mode 
before you install and then manually install your drivers, depending on what those may be. That can be a little bit tough uh, for a novice user. I'm not sure where you're at as far as that goes. Um, but what, because you've got Debian installed, you should be able to now add packages to Debian to make it feel closer to what those other distros are too. But you may just try to get it because it's happening, because he's saying that it's happening mm -hmm. to all these different distros that are desktop distros, I kind of get the impression that there's something up there with your hardware mm. that you might want to try to figure that out uh, rather than installing. I, mean, I love Debian. I use Debian <laughs> at work, but I'm also a bit of a power user. So, hmm. All right. Give it a whirl. Good luck. See what happens. Look for like a safe <laughs> install mode, uh, safe video mode. Um, usually you can get that by loading the options at the grub menu or something like that. Um, oh, hey, Ron Smith joining Hilarious. us in the chat room. There he is. Ron, then I would say, uh, he says in the chat room that he's a novice Linux user. So I would suggest that you, um, I, I guess I would suggest that you play around. Don't be, don't be in a rush and just kind of learn how things work. But the fact that all three of those distros are giving you a white screen, that tells me that there's something, it's not like Zorin is not working on your system. It's right. that there's something about your system that is not being liked by... Uh, by Linux or mm -hmm. by maybe the video drivers. So maybe get into Google, you, get your video chip set and do some Googling. <laughs> Googling. And uh, yes, I said that. And uh, see see what you come up with. See if there's some forums of people with the same chipset that are having a similar kind That's of difficulty. Give yeah, it a whirl. Very hardware specific, I think. Mm hmm. Okay. Good luck, though, Ron. Well, that's part one of oh, okay. his computer dilemma. Ah. There's a second question. His wireless card is not working on the laptop with Debian 6, bleh, Debian okay. 6 installed. The wireless card is an Intel Centrino Wireless N130. So he lists his mm. kernel and he Googled the card and he got like a website. Okay. And then was sent to another website and then downloaded. IntelLinuxWireless.org. Mm -hmm. It's again very hardware specific and yeah. I don't have an Intel wireless to, to test with. Um, if if there's support on that website, maybe go through the wiki, maybe go through... But again, you're going through <laughs> quite a few hoops just to get wireless. Yeah. Work. Um, you, you might try to get through that initial issue that you're having with the other distros because they may work better out of the box with some of your hardware. Maybe. Especially that Wi-Fi hardware. Wi-Fi is notorious that um, that's one of the things that companies like Canonical have really set out to do was to make Wi-Fi detect very easily. Mm -hmm. um, you can use something like NDIS wrapper to install um, the Windows drivers essentially into Linux, and that usually works if as a fail-safe. You can probably do that in Debian, um, but it's going to be a lot of trial and error, <laughs> and I hope you enjoy doing that, and I don't ever want you to get discouraged, and I don't want people who are viewing to get the impression that Linux is difficult. On certain hardware, and I don't know how old your laptop is or anything, um, it's a Centrino. It's very specific um, what that system is, is meant to support. Hmm. And um, it, it can be on a hardware-to-hardware -hardware basis because I've had laptops where I can pop Linux on it and it just is amazing. <laughs> Everything works, and it usually works better than on other platforms. But then you do get these oddball ones where you you got to work at it a little bit because there's something about the hardware that, for some reason, it, it's it could be that it's loading a module that is crashing during boot. So you need to find out which module that is. You can read some of the the logs to a, a tail uh, on the the uh, error logs, for example, messages, stuff like that. Good idea. It's Good idea. it's a tough thing sometimes. It's tricky, but. Yeah. The answer is out there. It's troubleshooting. Exactly. Which, unfortunately, I can't really do over on a one-sided conversation like this, Ron. <laughs> Send us but your stuff. Luck, we'll fill yeah. with it. Well, I think forums are <laughs> the best thing for you. For sure. Especially as you're learning. Um, and I can, you know, I can certainly show you some things, but when it's hardware-specific, it's tough. Very it's, tricky. It helps to find other people that have that same hardware and have been through it. Uh, or are currently working through it, and maybe you can work together to, to figure it out. But have fun with the process. And don't stop looking at different distributions as well. Um, I would go back to some of the, you know, like Ubuntu is, a, is usually a very good one for getting in. But with Ubuntu, you can also get the alternate install CD, which may be helpful for you. Mm. 
uh, on their website, Ubuntu.com. When you go to the download, just look for the alternate install. That uses text mode installation, so it will get the system up and running. Whether or not it'll work, it depends on what that problem was, but at least you're going to get through the, the install process. Certainly Good worth idea. a shot. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. That's all we're saying. Good luck. Good luck to you. <laughs> okay. Question from Jim. Hey, Jim. Hi. I have Ubuntu 11.10 desktop on my computer. Is there any way to set up a server on it to act like an exchange server? I needed to push email, calendar, and contact syncing to my iPhone and other computers, iMac and MacBook Pro. I know the iPhone works with Exchange Protocol, Ubuntu Evolution, works with Mappy, whatever that is, and iMacs, iCal, and Address Book works with Exchange Protocol also. Thanks for your recommendations. Great show. Okay, well, Mappy is essentially Microsoft's... um protocol for uh, basically modern email, being Mm. able to include attachments and send email back and forth to Exchange. So really when you say what is it, it is the same as Exchange, right? If you have the ability to use Mappy, you have the ability usually to connect to Exchange. So there is Open Exchange is one option. Um, That's a piece of software that you can get for Linux. The one that I... Why am I losing my voice? (laughs) <clears throat> the humid Excuse me. Just a hot, humid day here. Really, really hot day here in Barrie. Yeah. Talk about the weather while I clear my throat. Now, <laughs> in our past life here in Category... <clears throat> Sorry. He wouldn't even let me go there. <clears throat> I just got the horn. No, that was just to cover up my cough. Oh, I thought it's because you were going to... What I was going to say, in our past life, you would never let us talk about the weather here on the show. Do you remember? Well, there was, there have been some who will talk incessantly about the weather. <laughs> So I just thought it was funny. We love you, Christy. Anyway, (laughs) onward and upward, um, Mappy and something else, syncing stuff. Exchange. Exchange, yes. Exchange is like a server end by Microsoft, which is dreadful, by the way. It... But it's good in corporations. It allows you to share calendars. It allows you to get email into Mm. a server and then check it from the server. So your server can be receiving the email. And then when I check my email from within the network, I'm getting it from the internal server Mm. rather than having to download the attachments through the web and use up our LAN or our WAN bandwidth at the office. That's something to consider. So as I was saying, there's, there's open exchange. Which we'll just, you know, we can quickly head over to Google and open Exchange. I think it's just, yes, ex, just spelt with an X. Open exchange. Dash exchange. And I haven't used it in quite a while. Uh, and the reason that I haven't, you can go through the information about it. But the reason that I haven't really looked at this in, in quite some time is because I really got interested in and really got using Zimbra. Uh, which was, you know, originally an independent project. It got bought by Yahoo, and Yahoo uh, then, of course, sold it to VMware. VMware wanted to make it into more of a cloud-based um, collaboration suite, mm-hmm. which is great. That's that's the direction of the internet and the way email is going and everything. So, so that would be the the next option that I would look at. Then, Jim, it was Jim that was asking the question, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Zimbra.com. What's nice about Zimbra is there is a free version that's available for uh, for community use. Zimbra open source. I've just scrolled down to the very bottom here. I think that's where, yeah, see, I can get it right there. Download now. Zimbra is not just the, uh, a kind of a drop-in replacement for... Microsoft Exchange with the shared calendaring with the share like with the mailboxes and everything that you would expect from an Exchange server, um, but it also you can get uh, the commercial version does have like a connector for mm. Microsoft Outlook if you want to make it act just like Exchange. You can you can use Mappy, you can use um, uh, iCal, you can use uh, IMAP for the email end of it, for example. So there, there it's very versatile. It's very um, good very solid, rock solid, but also it has a, an excellent um, web front end. So where Microsoft's Exchange has Outlook web access, Zimbra has the Zimbra Collaboration Suite, which is a web login Ajax 
system, much more modern than OWA, and it has everything at your fingertips just as if you were sitting in Outlook. But then some additional things that, well, they're not Microsoft, so they can throw in some extra right. features yeah, and yeah, yeah. more to it. So hmm, cool. I would check that out. Zimbra Collaboration Server Open Source Edition. It's from Zimbra.com. What I'll do for both of those products that I mentioned tonight, Jim, is I'll post links in the show notes for episode number 252. Those links, you can just click on them, and they will take you to those product pages. You can make the comparisons yourself and, uh, and decide what you'd like to do. I'm going to also suggest... <clears throat> that you take a look at episode number 170 of Category 5 Technology TV, and Hillary was on the show that night. Looking a little Christmassy. Yeah, it was a Christmas <laughs> special. And we actually uh, had a look at the Zimbra desktop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then also episode number 128, I believe that is, yeah, we, we were talking to Jim Morris Rowe. He was the vice president and general manager from Zimbra. So I would suggest that you look at episode number 128 to get an idea of what Zimbra is. Mm-hmm. And then look at episode number, what did I say, 140? No, 170. 170. 170 to get familiar with the, mm-hmm. uh, with the client. And the reason I would suggest that you look at the client is because then you're going to understand kind of what, what Zimbra looks like to the uh, end user. Unless you're using Outlook or Evolution or something to connect to it, then, of course, you're using the Evolution interface. But if you're using Zimbra's interface, which you can, and you can do it through the web, through your browser, from anywhere, right? So then you don't have to install software, and it's just connected directly to the server. So it's pretty brilliant. So episodes number 128 and episode number 170 of Category 5 Technology TV. You'll find those on our website at category5.tv. Excellent. Yeah. Have you looked at the new website recently? I've been in some remote places that yeah, haven't I, had... Yeah, we uh, have to talk about that. Haven't had the best internet, so um, <laughs> I, I can't say I have. One of the things that has always been difficult for viewers, and I understand this, and, and we do hear your cries. We hear you. And we do our best. <laughs> One of the things is it's tough sometimes to find old episodes. So we created what's called the Episode Matrix. Ooh. So on, watch, or on the show... We had to shorten it. I used to say watch the show, but we, we're just getting so big that we needed to shorten it. Episode Matrix. Ooh la la. <laughs> Go into the Episode Matrix, oh. and you can actually scroll down through all the episodes. How cool is that? So looking oh. for 128, for example, it's now really, really simple that is to so find it. easy. And you can see that it's the Zimbra Collaborative Groupware. And in fact, you can just click on it, and it will take you right there and start the show. I won't let it start because it's going to... It would just be crazy watching it. ourselves, oh, watching be, ourselves. be like a loop. It's amazing. So that's, that's part of how it works. And, of course, the new website, there are bound to be little issues here and there, little bugs. And I know that our service provider has been working on some of the content management distribution and uh, improving our networking mm-hmm. within our co-location facility. And that's all to facilitate the ability to host many, many more viewers. We have tons and tons of viewers that join us every every single week. And looking at our viewer location map, which Pretty you'll cool. see... Pretty yeah. crazy. Uh, somebody's oh, watching Joe. from Toronto. Look at nice that. To see so these, oh, and I should use, I'll use the proper Zoom facility here. So these are the people that are watching right now. Whoa. And we're live from Barrie, Ontario. So as you can see, our viewership is, is in fact, here's, I'll show you where Barrie is. So this is where we are broadcasting from. There's probably oh, me. That's us. <laughs> and there are, are a few people that are watching locally. Nice to see well, you. Hey. Nice to have you hey watching guys. from Owen Sound and Collingwood, Midland, and everywhere in between. Innisfil. Meaford, Innisfil. Yeah. Uh, Keswick, even, as well. Here's somebody in Bradford, as well. So you can see from our viewer location map, which if you are a registered viewer, you can get that on the members um, menu. Or if you're not, you can go to map.cat5.tv. So we need to be able to host all these people. So yeah. there are bound to be difficulties here and there, and I appreciate <laughs> I have received your emails this week. A couple people did email mm-hmm. and say the site was running slow or something was going on or I tried to send in a question and it failed. We know, and, and we're working on everything. And, and I do have a great team of people that are working at our co-location facility on our behalf. We just, you know, we co-locate our server, and they've been so good to do their best to mm-hmm. improve their network so that things run better <laughs> when we get hit with lots and lots of traffic. So 
uh, we appreciate your your feedback and your patience as we work through all that stuff. But sure. I think it's coming together. It's really oh, it's really growing, great. and the, the new website is is a huge improvement for for, for us from a technical standpoint. For sure. Um, just there's so much to it that saves us time and 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 also does things better than the old website much faster as well. So, well, we love being on the up and up. We appreciate Pretty your sweet. feedback. And uh, I know there are some features missing, too. Uh, there is no ability right now to send in a viewer testimonial, but we do appreciate your email as well. And another way you can say thanks or just uh, let us know that we're appreciated, if you like, is to visit the donation page as well. And we appreciate every donation that comes in as we work toward uh, our move into a new studio, which yeah, I was saying to Hillary before the show, very, very excited about that. <laughs> um, it's it's going to be a big change. I can't believe, uh, as I think about it, we have always been in this studio. I know. We've, we've improved things. We've put in mm-hmm. new backdrops. We've put in new lighting. We've put in new cameras. We've been growing oh, yeah, and totally. growing over the past five years, but we've always been in this room. I know. So it's really weird. It's a really strange thought to think that we're... You know, in one month's time, we're going to be broadcasting from a different location. So, uh, we appreciate everybody's support. Oh, totally. And uh, we ask that you also support our uh, our advertisers. Go to Netflix, uh, cat5.tv/netflix, and sign up for the free trial. Do it. No harm done. You can cancel it at the end of the month if you want, but I don't think you'll want to because it's amazing. <laughs> There's also the Magic Jack, cat5.tv/magicjack. You can get a free trial of that for 30 days. Cool. No obligation. Send it back if you're not happy with it. And and we're working with a lot of companies that are interested in doing that kind of thing for mm-hmm. you because they believe that they've got great products. I believe that they've got great products. For sure. And so we'd love to give you that chance to try it out. And if you're not uh, not entirely satisfied, I think it's fair enough that you'd be able to send it back. So. Sounds good to me. Sounds good. Sounds great. Well. Also, also sounds great as the news. It's that sure time. Does. It is that time, my friends. A Russian hacker has revealed details of a method that allows iPhone and iPad users to obtain in-app goods for free, aka stealing. It works by serving a specifically crafted server which the hacker hosts itself, or himself, rather, uh, changed to an iDevice's DNS settings, then redirects all in-app purchases to the bogus server that then tricks the device into believing that the payment has already been processed as a normal transaction. Oh, proxying. Mm. Oldest hack in the book. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. A user does not need to hack or jailbreak their device for the system to work. Experts suggest that the loophole can only be closed via the release of a complete iOS update. Apple will also have to alter the way in which developers validate IAP, a time-consuming process. Oh, yeah. Woof. A federal jury in San Francisco has found research in motion liable for $147 million. Ouch. Or 95 million pounds. In damages for infringing on patents held by the U.S. software company. Further costs could lie ahead if Information Technologies seeks a royalty on future uses of the technology, which covers wireless management of devices so corporate customers can remotely upgrade software, change passwords, or wipe data from stolen phones. RIM said it may appeal. The BlackBerry maker has been relying on its corporate client base to keep up revenues as it is, as it tries to regroup and recover from two quarters of losses and a dwindling market share among U.S. consumers. Analysts wonder whether it will run out of cash before it can complete a turnaround. Todd uh, DeLauter, Information's chief executive, declined to say whether his company would go after the other companies that incorporate similar technologies in their devices, notably Apple, whose iPhone and iPad have a similar remote access and wipe facility. Oh, wow. Hmm, Interesting. So this gets even bigger than RIM. So take out RIM and then talk to (laughs) Apple. Wow. Yikes. Yahoo has confirmed it is investigating a breach of its system, which may have exposed 540,000 user IDs. The U.S. security firm conducting the investigation said the attack appeared to have originated from servers connected to Yahoo Voices, a user-generated section of the site's. In a statement, Yahoo said, We confirm that an older file from Yahoo Contributor Network containing approximately 450,000 Yahoo and other companies' usernames and their passwords was compromised. The compromised passwords were associated with a variety of email addresses, including those of from Yahoo, Gmail, and AOL. The security firm said in its blog that the most alarming part of the entire story is the fact that the passwords were stored entirely unencrypted. 
Wow. That's unreal. Crazy. And while the world waits for new game consoles from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, a newcomer plans to take them on with a one hundred, almost one hundred dollars, ninety-nine dollar Android base set top call or set top box called Ouya. Ouya. Yeah. Has <laughs> the Ouya has specs that are on par with high-end Android phones and tablets, including a quad-core NVIDIA Tegra 3 processor, 1 gigabyte of RAM, and 8 gigabytes of storage. It outputs 1080p video through an HDMI slot, uses Bluetooth 4.0 and USB 2.0 for connecting external devices, oh, and includes a wireless controller. Very cool. To uh, raise money for March 13th launch, Ouya has turned to crowd fundraising site Kickstarter, where the company is taking pre-orders and other donations. Ouya has hopes to raise $950,000 through the site, but has already surpassed several million dollars in Kickstarter funds. Anyone who donates at least $99 will receive an Ouya console with at least one controller when they launch. I wonder what that says to... The big gaming platforms the that these guys, guys literally set out, like less than a million dollars was their goal, and this would put them into the market, and they have raised millions of dollars. Crazy. Because people, people want bucks. it. Because people want it. Imagine what an open console could do. Blows my mind. There's no limits. There you go. Awesome. So, if you want to get the rest there of these is. deets on this story and more... You can get it at our website, category5.tv slash newsroom. And the category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from our awesome community viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, send us an email at newsroom at category5.tv. From the newsroom, on the news girl, Hillary Rumble. Thanks, Hill. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Quartery Electric, the official electrical company of Category 5 Technology TV. Find out more information, how to contact them at quarteryelectric.com. Also from gardengatefarms.com, you can get certified organic broccoli sprout and wheatgrass juice. Visit their website, gardengatefarms.com. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Great to see you. Hey, chat room. Hey, everybody who's watching through YouTube and Miro Internet TV, iTunes, uh, wherever you're watching from, however you're watching. If you're syndicating this through RSS or watching this at... Geek for Geek, or wherever you're watching us. <laughs> nice to have you here. Mm-hmm. Great to have you as a part of our show. And uh, Jim had called up just before the show. Uh, I think it was Jim Clark calling oh. from Newfoundland. And uh, cool. I want to say a uh, shout out to Jim from Thank Newfoundland you. here in Canada. And uh, it's great to have viewers from all over the place. He was all mentioning, over. though, he's, he's not too sure how he can participate in the show. Because the new website doesn't yet, here's one of the features that is missing, doesn't yet have registration ability. Well, Jim, and for everybody else who is wondering how you can participate in the show, Mm -hmm. you can actually go to our website, category5.tv, and on the interact menu, you do not have to be registered in order to participate. Okay. So you can watch live, you can participate in the chat room, you can give us a call, you can do whatever you like to participate in the Mm -hmm. show. Now, as a registered viewer, once that opens back up, or if you contact me by email and say, hey, I really want to be a registered viewer, hook me up, then you do get access to some bonus features like our current photo gallery, which gives you access to goofy behind-the-scenes shots and things like that. There are (laughs) lots of great pictures of Hillary, for example. Oh, boy. I'd love to bring one up just to, to both embarrass this you could be, and this intrigue could, I don't the viewers even know. at the same time. thing is, you just don't even know what is out there. And yes, I'm notorious for doing ridiculous stunts and Never. goofy gags. You don't even know. But as a member, you get access to all these kind of bonus That's features. True. Let's see if we can find anything that... Uh, Potentially mortifying, maybe? Well, potentially. (laughs) No, it's all fun. It's just so fun. Oh, there's a winner, winner chicken dinner. Look at that. (laughs) Running on the spot. Oh, stink eyes. Yeah, that was when you were giving me the stink eye. I think I was reading and the camera was on me and (laughs) Hillary decided... That's during a live show, folks. That's what happens when the camera's on one or the other. I get jealous. The other makes faces, blows foghorns, things like that. In my ear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
So as a member of the site, Jim, <laughs> you, you get access to certain features um, that are not available, coupon codes that give you discounts mm-hmm. on, uh, on products. For example, all that stuff is given to you free of charge as a member, cool. as a registered viewer. But, of course, that does not restrict in any way your ability to watch the show, your no. ability to participate in the community. All of that stuff is always open and available to everybody uh, without without even having a registered viewer mm-hmm. account. So, Very cool. Hope that clarifies. Click on Interact on the menu at Category5.tv. Nice to hear from you, Jim. Totally. And uh, quite a few people left voicemail and everything, and we've got, uh, I think it was when I counted, 26 postcards. Really? Cool. And you sent us a postcard, and you, you are looking <laughs> quite a bit more tanned than I, by the way. There you what are you doing it. in Cuba? Keeping it real, hanging with the Cubans. Having fun. You know. She says, I don't even know where I was. It's just the plane went down. It was hot. and I was in the middle of it. nowhere. It was like two hours from the nearest airport. Yeah. Like. Rough. I yeah. hear that there's a video involved. Well, you're just gonna have to stick around. Is that watch something the show? That you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna play that on the In show. The future, are you? see uh, some of my adventures, misadventures. Sounds like we've got a special coming up, recorded live in Cuba, <laughs> broadcast right here on Category ooh, Five. So uh, ooh, la la. don't miss a single episode. No, is it no. just business or pleasure? You're just there having a good time. Pleasure. Yeah. Yes. Nice. I just love the world. I was it's in a Barrie. Big world. It was it was warm here too. <laughs> It's been piping hot here, let me tell you. Yeah, like 400 degrees. Honestly. Yeah. Unbearable. Extreme heat warning and severe thunderstorm watches. And it's good times. Yeah. Thankfully, the studio has AC or else sure I'd be does. dead right Wouldn't now. Wouldn't have it any other way. And that's why we've been in this studio for five years. It's the only <laughs> thing keeping us here, folks. The AC. <laughs> or else we'd be melting. It's Ugh. been amazing. Gotta say. Oh, well. More hey, memories to come. Shouting out to ACDC. Well done, sir. (laughs) Great reference. (laughs) What a hoot. (laughs) Yeah. We had, well, Hillary and I had been talking a little bit before (laughs) the show, and Hillary mentioned that we're going to be looking at how to protect and lock down your passwords and also to keep them stored. One of the things, well, I don't know what your methodology on passwords is. Online. Here's the problem that we fall into. As as a human individual, we tend to fall into use the same password everywhere. Yeah. Or variations of the same password. Yeah. Are you guilty of that? The problem with that, and this happens all the time, you get these little startup companies all around the web and they get, you know, and it just happens. But you go and you sign up for this new website some fandangled website and it sounds like a cool thing to sign up for and so you do and you use that same password or a variation thereof and you enter your email address and this and that and then what you don't realize is oh well these guys didn't program their site very well and they've put my password in their database unencrypted for the record when you register on category 5 I salt your password I hash it and I encrypt it Well, scrambled and the decryption algorithm is salted. Hmm. There is no de- decryption. There is no decryption. Without your password itself plus mm-hmm. the salt, there is no way to obtain the password. Crazy. So like, I, I take that stuff seriously. But there oh, are yeah. sites out there, as we learned, that Yahoo was storing your I passwords know. unencrypted. Hello. That's crazy. Nuts. Yahoo. Huge. Sad face. <laughs> Not even a smiley face. No. So... Yeah, and you're welcome, Dennis Kelly. I mean, I take your privacy seriously. We've got a privacy policy right on our site that says we take it seriously. Even, you know, we've got the viewer location map, and some people have have said, well, how much information does that reveal about me? Absolutely none. We do not even store anything except Mm -hmm. your city name, longitude, and latitude anonymously. There is no identifying stuff there whatsoever. So we can see, yeah, there's somebody watching from Barry. There's a pinprick. There's somebody watching from Iqaluit. That's all we know. <laughs> yep. There's no cross-reference to your user account or mm-hmm. anything like that. So we, we take it seriously. But why do other companies not so much? It's weird. Shocked at that news about Yahoo tonight. That's, that's just crazy to me. I mean, they're too big to be making that kind of a mistake. Know. But then we had Microsoft just last year did something similar with one of their third parties that had unencrypted passwords in their database. And then, okay, so you had a Yahoo account. You used your Gmail email address to sign up. 
your Yahoo password is now the same as your Gmail password. Yeah. It's also the same as your Twitter password. So now whoever it was that obtained all those passwords now has your password, your email address, your name, all that stuff. So what's the first thing that they do? They log into your Gmail. Hmm. And they say, okay, I'm in. I'm going to go over to Twitter and I'm going to see if I can figure out a way in. Oh, well, no, the password on Twitter is different. Good going. I'll just go forgot password because I've already got access to their email. To the email. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go through the process, forgot password. While I'm at it, let's change the password on Gmail so that the real person can't log in. Let's mass mail mm. your contacts and try to sell them Viagra. Whatever. It happens. Yeah. Annoying. So it, it's a big, big problem. So tonight I want to look at a way that we can establish a new password okay. that is 200-bit and use that across mm. the web in such a way that it actually works, that you don't have to remember these great, big, long, nasty passwords. <laughs> and, of course, you know, Hillary logging in with the password Hillary1 is not the way I to go. You should probably change You should probably change now. that. Mm. So, because it's, it's too easy to guess. Yeah. And, of course, if you use it across multiple sites, you can understand how totally. everything connects. And... The, the, these hackers, if you will, or you know, malicious users, they don't go out and go to Twitter and type in your username and password and hope that it works. They use they get scripts, it, yeah. programs that go through this list of 450,000 email addresses and passwords that it just got from Yahoo and uses a script to mass try to log in to thousands of different services. Mm-hmm. It'll try MySpace. It'll try Facebook. It'll try Twitter and all in the same millisecond. Crazy. Right? So you have no idea that it's even going on, and all of a sudden you've lost access to your account, and they've done all kinds of malicious stuff or gotten your credit card information. They'll try PayPal, Aww. for sure. Your online banking, no problem. Creepy. Hope you don't use the same password. Okay. Creepy. I'm trying to scare you. I'm scared. I, I actually want you to be scared. To change stuff. Now. It's like your data backups. <laughs> it's like I will tell you the worst case scenario because I want you to be scared of what could happen. Yeah. Because I want you to be serious about your your data and the safety and the you know the security of protecting your own data. So I'm going to install a program here on my Linux system, which is available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. I'm going to grab it from Synaptic Package Manager just because that's really, really easy. And I know Synaptic is a little bit behind the times as far as this application goes. But for me, that's okay. You can install it from source or from package on their website if you like. I'm going to go key pass X. It's key, which is really, you know, key, but then pass for password X is the name of the program. So then I'm going to click and go mark for installation and apply. So that's going to install that piece of software on my Linux system. So if you're running Ubuntu or Debian or whatever else, it'll probably have repositories in YUM um, or uh, the actual installer. Give it a go. Do a search for key, K-E-E, pass, P-A-S-S, and that will give you this software. Absolutely free, and this is going to be awesome for you. What this does, this is a replacement for, you know, using a spreadsheet that is easily compromised, yeah. <laughs> you know, and what happens with that. And it becomes uh, a real problem if um, if you get to the point where you've got 3,000 passwords. Yeah. Which you really should, because if you've got 3,000 services that you're subscribed to, none of them should have the same password. This will ensure that. Hmm. So it's installed. How will it ensure that? Well, I will show you. I would love to know. Applications, accessories, key pass X. There we go. I'm going to bring it up for the first time. There we go. It's ready to go. All right. So first thing that I want to do, I'm going to go extras settings. Watch this. Show system tray icon. Minimize to tray instead of the taskbar. Minimize to tray when clicking the main Windows close button. I'm going to turn that on. Start minimize. Start locked. I definitely want those on so that all the time. I can have this boot up with my computer if I want. Cool. And it's always going to be locked. Okay, general, do you want to delete backup entries that are older than 14 days? I would. Automatically save the database and exit. Uh, on exit and work pla- uh, workspace locking, I would say yes to that. Appearance, who cares? You can change it if you want. Language, you can set your own. Security, show plain text passwords in absolutely nothing. 
Lock workplace when minimizing the main window? Absolutely. If I minimize this, I want it to be locked so that nobody can obtain my passwords. Lock the database automatically after inactivity for 30 seconds. Definitely. Hmm. Okay? So if I walk away from my computer, this is going to automatically lock. So those settings give me a great peace of mind. So now if I close this, there it is up there. Oh, that okay, little lock and key guy there, the green thing. So now if I click on it, uh, I'm going to exit and I'm going to reload it because I think it needs to get those settings. Mm -hmm. Perhaps not. Let's see. Apply. Did I not apply? You pushed OK. That should work anyway. Oh, I don't know. I've never installed it on Zorin. Yeah. But that should do... Oh, I don't have a database loaded, of course. We haven't created the database Oh, yet. that makes sense. That's our next step. That's step two. Okay, so next step. Click that little icon up there for new and set your master password. I'm going to set my password to demo123. Don't let me forget you that. You told everybody. Okay. Now enter your password again, demo123. Make sure, okay, here's something important. Make sure that password is really, really strong. <laughs> yes. Okay. Demo123 the password. does not do it. That's the, the password. To protect the password. To give you access to your <laughs> passwords for mm -hmm. everything. It should be really strong. How can we make sure it is? Go to safe. P-A-S-S-W-D dot com. Okay? Go over there. What do you want your password to be? Something that's easy to remember and is, you know, 10, 12, 13 characters long. Hit new password, and it has given me one dot on slot six with some capitalization and nice and easy for me to remember. Okay? There it is. So that could be my password, and I could set it. Hmm. It's locking after 30 seconds. Did you notice that? Now it's prompting me to lock. So let's cancel that. Okay, so now I've done that. I'm going to save my database. I'm going to put it in. I'll throw it on my desktop for today, but you put it somewhere safe, somewhere that gets backed up. My passwords. Not sure if spaces are a problem or not, so I'm just going to go without. Save. Okay, so now if I close that, now you see KeyPass is locked. Yeah. Okay. If I click on it, it asks me, first and foremost, for my password, demo123. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so my internet passwords. So I'm going to create a new password by right-clicking in here and adding it, or clicking on this key up here for add a new entry. Okay, and I can create any number of passwords here, which are going to be included in this file, the mm -hmm. database file, which is encrypted, which I can back up. It's password protected with that strong password that I created from safepassword.com. Password is spelled P-A-S-S-W-D. Okay. So let's say, for example, let's go over to uh, a website here. I'll go to, I'll use category5.tv as the example. Good idea. Okay. I'm going to log out. Okay, and now I'm going to actually create an entry for category5.tv, which will be my login and password. So here's the login mm -hmm. form. Okay, so now I'm going to bring up KeyPass. I'm going to create a new entry. I'm going to call this category5tv. My username, which oh. for my own protection, I'm just going to go like this. URL is HTTP www.category5.tv my password which cool. I'm going to repeat and then hit OK so now wow. I have an entry there for category 5 TV okay so now I can bring up category 5.tv and again just for my own security I'm going to do this once through first very very cool you saw Whoa, that I was you like that? mesmerized it was amazing Cool. It doesn't really matter. I, I have access to the database. I can change everything. Look at this. Okay, so I brought up the login form. I've clicked mm -hmm. on the username. Now, over in KeyPass, which has minimized itself because I've been more than 30 seconds. Oh, right, right. Demo 123. Okay, I'm going to right-click and go Perform Autotype. And it's going to automatically Whoa. fill all that in and done. Boom. I'm in. Welcome back. So even like the password keeper of sorts keeps the password a secret. Yes. Because it was starred, it is as you may have noticed. Out. Yes. And then it automatically locked itself. Now I'm locked out again. I have to enter my password. Okay. You can also copy to your clipboard. 
copy password to clipboard, copy your username to clipboard, open the URL automatically, and then do perform ah, autotype, cool. all that kind of stuff. And because of the settings that I set up, it automatically saves my database. So I don't need to save it. I can cool. set up email. I can set up any amount of things. I can also create new groups, new subgroups. Cool. So I can create a group you know, for whatever and add an icon. It's pretty versatile. Hmm. Pretty amazing. That is KeyPass X. And uh, we'll have links in the show notes for episode number 252. Cool. Uh, but I would recommend that you get into, you know, create that database. Um, we'll have links to their website so you mm -hmm. can get the most current version of the software if you like. But as I said, even though the version that's in the repository seems to be obsolete, it is actually fully functional. Works really great. Neat. So um, do check that out. Okay. And, uh, and then back up your database file. Keep it as a part of your backup set. And then you're, you're good to go. There we go. It's already gone into this workplace or workspace. <laughs> is locked. It. Yeah. Very cool. How cool is that? Sweet. Speaking of cool stuff. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, well, I'll show you. I wanted to do a name drop first. Oh, okay. Category five. That's us. Hey. Hillary's getting ahead of us. We're the I'm just so excited. I'm the birthday boy. And I will be the birthday girl soon Two enough. Two days. Yeah. You're pretty much there. Almost. Pretty much there. Yay. For my birthday, I got something really cool that I want to show you. Show us, show say, us, show us. And I always say it's cool, but there are certain devices that I think, hey, that's really kind of neat. And it's affordable, and it's it's cheap, and it gets the job done. Hey. And you mentioned barbecue season, and I love I know you love your barbecue. barbecue. <laughs> Gotta admit, new place has a hot tub. Woo! Now, don't think that I went and spent a whole bunch of money because they threw that into the deal. <laughs> All right? They said, Too we don't want to move it. How much of a bonus was that? We don't want to move our hot tub. Would you like it? You're like, hello. So sitting out at the hot tub, I'm envisioning this. Okay. <laughs> sitting out at the hot tub, what are yeah. we going to do for music? We need... I don't know. What do you need? We need a SoundLogic portable media speaker. Ooh. Check this out. Cool. Let's do the unboxing. All right, let's do it. Let's do this. Okay. So look at that. There it is. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. This comes with the lithium-ion rechargeable battery. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to pop that in here. Let's do this on camera. Get this done. We like to we show like to you, show you stuff. Work. Yeah. Okay. Here's the back. You can see how simple this is. Okay. Easy. So there's the battery. It's in. Entirely wireless. What do you see? We've got... Whoa. Come on, camera guy. A power switch. Audio input. Power input, DC 5 volt USB, USB connector for a flash card, and then SD card reader. Cool. Okay. So what we're going to do, I'm going to grab my SD card here and simply pop it in there, take it out to the barbecue, and say, all right, guys, let's nice. turn on some music and see how it goes. Check this out. You ready? I know you can't hear at home. How's that for sound? Cool. That's pretty good. Right? Pretty clear. It's got good sound. Yeah, I'm really impressed. So again, the back here, that's all just playing right from the SD yeah, card. Right. So you can load it up with music out the wazoo. You know, these days you get an SD card and they're huge. Yeah, yeah, massive. They're huge. I mean, this is a one gigabyte card, which you get for like eight bucks yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you can ah. put how many CDs on that? A hundred CDs or something, something like that. So just MP3. Cool. As far as file compatibility and stuff goes, I'm not too sure. I rip everything to MP3 just as a backup and because I listen on every device. Yeah. But this here is, as you can see, entirely wireless. Very cool. And it just recharges itself when you plug it into USB. Oh, so sweet. The USB input, of course, again, can be, you can plug in your USB um, flash drive full of music or whatever. You can cool. plug in an iPod or any kind of device through the aux input, which is just straight. You know? Yeah. Just a like a headphone jack yeah, to headphone yeah. jack kind of connector. Cool. One of the things that, as I was unboxing this, that surprised me is that it also has a f full function cool. control for Very volume cool. and controlling your music. Now, there's no LED display. You can't really tell what song it's playing or anything other than audibly. Mm -hmm. So that would be the only, you know, maybe some people Potential, would say that's a downside. Yeah. It's kind of like the iPod shuffle idea yes. where 
you you push play and then just let it play it, mm-hmm. play the music but if for what it what you're going to use this kind yeah. of thing for taking it to the cottage and putting it on the the uh the patio yeah or totally on the, on the uh what a picnic table yeah. that's what i was thinking about <laughs> that's sweet Kinda i like perfect. that so cool. I'm going to post links for you in the show notes. Um, what's cool is they're, they're only about $60, $70, but hmm. I found a store in Canada, if you're in Canada, that carries them right now for about $35. Hey, check that out. Yeah. Got to go shopping tonight. So you want to check that out. <laughs> Very Just one cool. of those cool things. Thanks for sharing your birthday present with us. No problem. Hey, happy birthday, Hill. Thank you. And you as well. And Anybody now, else celebrating a birthday? Well, it's going to be someone's lucky day. Someone's getting a present today, even if it isn't their birthday. Oh, yeah. You ready? We have done the draw. Hillary and I, before the show, did up our draw. We coupled in Jim's phone message and everybody else that called in. And it was, in fact, a, well, we used a random number from random.org. Mm-hmm. Generated a random number. And the winner was a postcard. And I will let Hillary do the honors of reading the postcard oh this is coming to us from los angeles california wishing all the oh this is a christmas postcard coming to Ah. us from dave tech and this postcard he actually made awesome you're the winner you have won a year of phone service awesome all you can eat long distance for Canada and the U.S. care of cat5.tv slash magic jack. Very cool. So pop us an email live at category5.tv with your full mailing address. I don't see it on the card, nope. so we'll need to uh, get your shipping address. Uh, probably good to send us your phone number as well so that we can give you a call and congratulate you. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave Tech. Congratulations. Congratulations. Everybody, it's great to have you here. Thanks for being here. Hill, great to see you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for taking time out of your summer. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. See ya.